4: This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson.
5: You are now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show earned a reputation in the college basketball world as one of the best recruiters of talent in the country. His assistant coaching stops include Oregon State, Vanderbilt, Cal, and UCLA. He is a veteran of the United States Air Force, serving 20 years, 16 of which were as a fuel specialist and accountant in countries like Turkey, Germany, Spain, and Saudi Arabia. He is currently the head coach of Centennial High School in Peoria, Arizona. Please welcome David Grace to KJ Live. Coach Grace, what's good? Man, it's great, man. It's great to be able to talk with
6: you. You're doing big things on this podcast, man. I'm excited.
5: Well, it's going to get even bigger now that you're on. Uh, man. Come on because, man. Hey, man, because look, man, I mean, you look, you were really impressive when you were at UCLA uh, during your tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really as a former player and a guy that, you know, put it down, won a the championship there. I was super impressed. With just what you, that coaching staff, you guys were able to do. Uh, we didn't get to where we wanted to go, but that 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 one year was just, I mean, not, not the one year. Your tenure was an exciting brand of basketball. You guys had big league, elite level talent coming through the building year in, year out, which you were, were responsible for. But, Coach, I want to talk about what it's like, though, for you to be back in the high school saddle first time since what 2006 when you led shadow down to a championship talk about that
6: man i'm having the time of my life man i'm enjoying it i got a great great group of kids uh great parents and a great administration which is really important man and uh they let me do what i do and we we have a lot of fun we're getting ready to go to practice after this man and uh uh, I'm just really enjoying life, man, and, and and having the opportunity to 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 try to impact young people and uh, through the game of, w- that we love, basketball.
5: Man, is it something about working with that age group, those mm-hmm. that fourteen, really impressionable, coming of age to eighteen or seventeen or eighteen, you know, where they're more developed, and now you have that contrast. I remember coaching my son for three years at Palisades and just kind of, you know, being fascinated with seeing the growth and evolution from, you know, year one, to year two, year three. But the more particular question I want to ask coach, where, can you lead this team back to a state championship and what is it going to take? And what are you guys doing to prepare for that journey? Well, I think we can, you
6: know, um, you know, we have enough talent to, I believe um, we're really going to have to, have to maximize that, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, and winning a state title is not easy. Um, you got to have the ball bounce your way a couple of times here and there. But um, it, it, this group is a very special group. They really like each other. Um, we've been preparing like crazy. We went up to the Border League um, a couple weekends ago and played against great competition up there. We, were, we did very well in the Section 7 um we played really well in the fall leagues here in in Arizona so um they're learning a new brand of, of basketball you know they they were more slow down walk it up the court and you know I'm a trapping guy I like to get after it and have fun and swarm on defense and uh play that style so they're learning that they're learning how to condition you know they were not they weren't really ready for that type of conditioning program so um mm-hmm. uh, so they're 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 embracing it they're they're excited um they they have they come to practice and they're they have they're fun to work with they're they're we're, we're teaching them nba terminology and college terminology you know the 45 and you know hammer screens and stuff like that stack action and sure so so it's been you know it's been a lot of fun and i think we have a shot at it somebody said that we'll be ranked 7th in the state overall maybe 2nd in the state in 5a so we're we're really excited guy i mean
5: just that last you know, minute or so of what you just described kind of gave me chills. Just hearing how you got these guys, section seven, fall leagues. I mean, you are putting them through the fire coach. You know how to get some dudes ready to compete. That got me excited. Like coaches got, Hey, Hey, could you do. And now you're teaching them also teaching them the terminology coach. Do you find that this generation of high school basketball player because of all the tools and resources that they have privy uh, that they are privy to from synergy to youtube or whatever all the video stuff do you find that they pick up on this stuff a lot quicker a lot easier there's a familiarity already established This group does, you
6: know, um, this group picks up pretty good. We have a smart group, you know, we do great checks every week and uh, they're all excelling in the classroom as well. So this group picks up. There's some times where I got to say, hey, this is a high school kid. This is not this is not. you know, Lonzo Ball or, or Kavon Looney uh, at, at, at UCLA, where you just tell them one time and it's done. You know what I mean? Sure. Sometimes you got to tell them two or three times, but they're very more. They're, they're still the same teaching modes. You know what I mean? They still really want to
5: learn. Oh, man, that's great. And, and that thirst and that hunger is going to really be the difference for them. Are they gym rats, Coach? Yes, they, they love are. it. Okay. Yeah.
6: That's, that's,
5: yeah. A, that's a big question.
6: Yeah. We go four times a week and we don't have to, you know, and there's some days where, um, or one day I might just go three and they're wanting to come in the next day. So these are gym rats. These, these kids right here, are gym rats. And, uh, they're, they're, uh, they'll be in the gym again today. As soon as, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go and, and, and get them. And we'll, we'll work out for a couple hours and they
5: they're enjoying that. Awesome. Coach. Talk to me about your foundation, uh, the beginnings for you in the game. I know you're from Aberdeen, Maryland. So you're from that part of town, Ravens country now. Uh, I saw (laughs) saw your post the other day, like, come on, coach. But um, talk to me about what it was like growing up out there. What your parents did, the influence they had on you, and just you know your neighborhood. You know what was it like, Coach?
6: What- Man, we we had a great neighborhood, a sports fanatics. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my dad was a sportsman; he still is, and my mom she was an athlete too. So um, it was competitiveness from the get go, even in the even in the house. Like my mom was was uh, had some. Uh, uh, some ladies over the house a couple weeks ago. She said she, her her lasagna was going to be the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She's Still competing at seventy some years old, man. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So we had that. My father's blue collar. You know, we worked You know, in Maryland area, it's it's mostly all blue collar. That's why the Ravens have taken that 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 kind of. Blue collar work, af, af, you know, work ethic to them, and uh, sure, sure. you know, my my mom was spent a, a lot of hours being a beautician, like your mom, you yeah. know, and um, she practiced on my head. <laughs> <There> <laughs> me too. Always great haircuts, as you know,
5: <laughs> but that's that's why I don't have no hair now. My mom was practicing on me all the time.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. So, so, but it was lunch pail. You know, you run your, you run your lunch pail. The guys I grew up with, we still talk to this day, you know, and. When it was football season, we played football. When it was baseball, we played baseball. You know, I grew up with the Ripkins, you know, Cal. Cal wow. and Billy, who were very good basketball players. You know, I okay. Cal was older than me, but Billy was, you know, he was the first one throwing me a curveball when I was nine.
5: <laughs> What'd you do with it, coach? And I ran out of the <laughs> box,
6: man. All of us did it the first time
5: we saw a curve. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah my, dad, my dad went and got a bucket of balls afterwards, and he threw curveballs to me every, like, for, hour, for like two hours, you know. Was, he, was he, baseball he had... your
5: first love? Was that your uh, first no, love? You know,
6: I was very good at baseball. Okay. Uh, probably better at baseball than basketball. But my first love was always basketball, you know, for whatever reason. Who, who was it? Who was it that made you fall in love with the game? Dr. J. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? The doctor, you know, in Philly, which wasn't far from us. You know, the first game I ever went to, I was very young Um, when, when – uh, Jabbar Lou Alcindor was with the Bucks, you okay. know, um, and Oscar Robinson was on that team. And they, wow, they, in the early seventies, huh? Yeah, they played. I was like very young. They played against the Baltimore Bullets. Wow, with with Unseld and those guys. So it was, was Earl the Pearl. Uh, he could have been on the team. Okay, he, he, he could. He might have been on that team. you okay. know. So I, the arena, man, the arena smell. Yeah, man, yeah. The oh, sneakers squeaking. You know, the Converse back then. Yes, You sir. know what I mean? Yes, sir. And um, uh, but I fell in love with basketball, man, and and um, you know, just going outside. And that's another thing too. We became great drivers back then because. The wind was blowing the 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 ball didn't bounce very high oh, yeah. so we had to get to the rack man. Oh yeah. If oh, you are yeah. shooting it, it might, that thing might sway a little bit on, the, oh, on yeah. the on the court and the court was the biggest thing happening man. Yeah. It was it was the place to be, you know, and all the old heads that were really good they came later. We had to come early. Mm-hmm. And um the better we got the, the later we could go show up because we get picked, you know. Yeah. And I remember Tommy Davis was the was the thing. He went on to play the NBA. Mm-hmm. He picked me. He was the first one to pick me, man. Uh, and he said, you know what? You got to pass me the ball. So I, <laughs> I said, I said, that's all I did. I got him the ball the whole smart. time. And that's man, smart. ran home, told my dad, hey, man, Tommy Davis picked me, man. And he was he was the sensation back then, man. He went on to yeah. play at Minnesota, had a great career there. Oh, that's David cool.
5: Tucker and those guys, man. Yeah. So It was good. That's dope. And then through high school. So you played both Mm -hmm. when at what point did it become the focus for you go towards enlisting in the Air Force instead of maybe going the college athlete route? Well, I thought I
6: was about uh, good as maybe a big sky good. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe yeah. Sac State. I could have probably played there or somewhere yeah. like that. Yeah. But I went to three different high schools in three different states due to my stepfather being in the army. And um, oh, so wow! It,
5: how how uh, coach talk talk about that because that's a that's something a lot of people that kids our age where we, where we were at that age because I traveled a lot and I changed yeah. schools a lot and it's always yeah. a weird thing kind of being the new kid in a new yeah. city in a new town. Talk a little bit about that and how you figured it out at the end of the day. I think that really helped me with
6: my people skills and and along with you too, because, you know, being a new kid ain't always the best thing. You know what I mean? So you always had to, had to work and slide your way in there. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, uh, take your lumps here and there, or, you know, getting a fight here or there just to let you let them know that you wasn't messing around. So, but, but it was, it really helped me with my people skills. It, it, It helped me with my recruiting later in life, you know, um, my senior year, I moved down to Leesville, Louisiana. Now, a Maryland kid going to Louisiana, and and Nikita Nikita Wilson, who went on to play at LSU, was on the team, mm-hmm. and uh, me and him became very good friends, man, very very good friends. And um, at right at the beginning of the year, they didn't allow me to play, so for whatever reason, I didn't get a, I didn't get allowed to play, and okay. uh, so I didn't play my senior year. So that really hurt me. A, a, a guy saw me play against a base team um in in, in at, on the base. Okay. Uh, at, at um Fort Polk, Louisiana. And um he was connected to Northwestern State University. Yeah. And he contacted the coach and the coach started talking to me, said, Hey, because you know, film wasn't, you know, we didn't have the internet back then no. or the or the phones and stuff. Nah. So it was all word of mouth. So, yeah. so the guy said, Hey, we got a spot that you can walk on. Well, I went and told my mom cause she wanted me to join the army and okay. there wasn't no way in the world I was doing the army. Cause I saw what my stepfather did. They went out in the field, played GI Joe. I wasn't, I wasn't about that life, you know, okay. but, uh, so I told her I was going to walk on and She said, well, who's going to pay for that? And I didn't know about grants. And, and right. You know, yeah. we didn't get taught that back then. And um, yeah, it had no, go- couldn't Google, it wasn't, wasn't a Google. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just told her, uh, you know, I'll probably join the Air Force. And she said, she used reverse psychology on me. She said, oh, you're not smart enough. You know, <laughs> just to know that I would go prove her wrong, right? <laughs> right. So I, I did. I went and proved her wrong, obviously. And then me and my my best friend at the time, we joined together and we went
5: in the Air Force. What was the most shell shocking thing Characteristic of the military that you may or may not have been prepared for before you enlisted. Like, did you like what was that moment where you're like, I didn't know it was about to be like this? You know what I'm saying, and Coach?
6: First day of basic training.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, Coach. The
6: first day, Talk man, to me, Coach. <laughs> the 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 bell went off, man. It's like four in the morning. We jump up, running around, not knowing where where to go, and they told us to get back in the bed and then get back out of bed and clean the urinals. And man, it was, it was on and popping, man. I, yeah. I I wasn't ready for all that. I, you know, you hear about stuff like that, but until you go through it, but again, another, another great, I think choice I made because I think the military is, is really helped me throughout the years and nothing like being in the military and, and, and the people were incredible, you know, from all walks of life, you know, all different races, all different, colors and we all have to work together, you know, and in the fight of war in Saudi Arabia and and everybody come back home, you know, that was, that's, you know, so many things have influenced me in, in joining the military. I wouldn't change it for the world. I, you know, in the beginning, I said, man, I wanted to play. I wanted to be like you, Chris. I wanted to play D one college basketball and get that experience. So when I joined the military, I said, well, I'm only going to go four years and I'm gonna go to play bas- basketball. That's That's what I was thinking. And, uh, man, I got in there, they were paying me, I was playing on the base team and, and, and they were paying me to play basketball. I was a pro basically, you know, and, uh, have fun. And man, next thing you know, I did 20 years. What does a fuel specialist do coach? Man, we put fuel on airplanes, you okay. know, we store the fuel. We, we, uh, move the fuel, uh, logistically and we work with liquid oxygen and liquid nitrogen you know when you breathe that air in the in the plane that's the liquid oxygen you know and uh having to store it and sample it and whole lot of things goes on to it man and, and jet fuel back then was very explosive so you had to be very careful or you blow things up so um um, another discipline it taught me, you know, when you went to work, you couldn't make a mistake because you might yeah. die. You know wow. what I mean? So wow. it was, you know, if you don't ground it to the, to the ground and to the plane the static that happens next thing, you know, things are popping, man. So, uh, yeah. so that's another discipline. So I did that for, for most of my career.
4: Okay. Fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
3: Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two-Door Cinema Club.
7: The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust.
5: And you are you are in Turkey, Germany, Mm -hmm. Spain, Saudi Arabia, of all those countries, where did you feel or have like the best experience? I can't imagine if if that's a you know, it's a Mm -hmm. relative term as far as experience, because depending on what was happening. Did, Did you play in Turkey? Yeah, I did. I played in Turkey. I lived in Istanbul. Yeah. Uh, I played it uh, next door to Saudi Arabia in Qatar. So I was over right. there in opera uh, when, um, during uh, 2001. So I went mm-hmm. over there right after nine 11, I went over right. there in December of nine eleven of the nine 11 wow. year. Yeah. I was over in the, in the heart of it. Wow. Yeah, and it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. Yeah. I bet. I bet that was, it's similar
6: yeah. to some of the experiences that i that I, um, did as well. Absolutely. Um, I love Turkey. I, yeah. I was in South Park. I was in Adana. Ah. And uh, little, not as more uh, third world, you yeah. know what I mean? Than than True. Istanbul. Istanbul is a major city, but I, I love the culture. I love the the food. The food was great. The chicken tava, the ekmek you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I see you real day. with
5: it. Hey, you real with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <can't come> <laughs>
6: so I love Turkey. You know. You know. I love Spain. I went over to Spain. I didn't. I didn't live in Spain, but. I played fast pitch softball on the base team and we went over there for two weeks and I love, uh, love Spain. You know, man, Spain is my favorite country to tell you the truth
5: that in Australia outside yeah. of the United States. Yeah. I had a very uh, amazing experience in Australia when I was around 12 or 13 years old, my dad was on a tour team uh, called Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the traveling Daydales. Wow. So it was my dad, Marcus uh-huh. Johnson, Artist Gilmore, wow. Kyle, Kyle Macy, Dwayne McLean, wow. G- Johnny Moore, Wow, George Gervin. Oh man,
6: Bob, too. Bob McAdoo. Oh man, <laughs> hey, come on, man. Those are Hall
5: of Famers, right and, there. Uh, and so that's on that trip. Uh, so we went to China, uh, Australia and China, and mm-hmm. so we, you know, we flew and we had long bus rides. But I would, hang, I was hanging out with Gerv, George Gervin, a lot. He taught me how to play gin rummy. Wow. He taught, he taught me how, they taught me how to play big whist. They yeah. taught, they taught me how to play Yeah, you know, <laughs> They taught me how to play tongue. Wow. So, on the, so it was two weeks and we just, I yeah. just picked, I picked up all this knowledge and skills and stories. And so, I mean, it was, the, I, th- I think, I'll think people don't understand how, when we as Americans go overseas or we're together with, you know, other people overseas, there's just such a, a heightened level and yeah. sense of camaraderie. Very true. That, that exists. And so, very, very true. and I'm not sure I would have had the same experience if I was hanging out with George out here in L.A., but I know That's for right. a fact that I was put in that place for a special reason. And it, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, time. Coach, yeah. staying on that military topic, I really find mm-hmm. it fascinating that some of the best coaches that have ever coached the game of basketball, you know, Coach mm-hmm. K, Bobby Knight, Greg Popovich, right. are coached to have military experience. I think there's a correlation between the core values of the military. And the athletic arena, when you can create that like perfect storm or perfect synergy of, of the two, that's when you achieved, you know, the heights of like Coach K. And that's right. when you can really the perfection part. Right. What, describe or, or talk to me about the core values of the Air Force or military and how you implement them in your day to day when you're d- dealing with uh, coaching basketball.
6: I, I did it ever since day one. I was in I was 18 years old and I and I went in the military. Mm-hmm. They instilled those core values to me, the integrity part. Mm-hmm. You know, doing it the right way when no one's looking. Yeah. You know, um, being disciplined enough to, you know, get to bed on time, you know what I mean, and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. just do it over and over when it becomes a habit. Yeah. You know, the excellence in all we do. You know what I mean? You're yeah. striving for excellence in every part of the of, of, of your day. Yeah. You know, my, my podcast is called do more with Your 24. Mm. So I'm teaching kids. I like that. I'm teaching kids the whole, like t- today I had two, I sub three classes today okay. and I was asking them, did y'all make your bed? You know, well, no, I didn't make my, you know, why not? Why do you have that discipline? Yeah. You know, you do it 17 days in a row becomes a habit at 18th day. You're going to wake up and make it, you know? So those things go with coaching yeah in my opinion, you know absolutely. what i mean and, absolutely in in the discipline and the the uh um, the integrity part of it and the strive for uh, striving for excellence in every part of your day mm. you know what i mean and absolutely in and, in and, 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 and to be able to sell it you know what i mean in a way and capture it in a way like the Popovich's, the coach ks and yeah. and and, and other military people that's had great success the Bobby Knights, yeah you know yeah. um you know even though bobby did some other stuff but the the, the what he was an excellent coach absolutely you
5: know? cannot cannot deny his his basketball acumen right very true yep so you started your college coaching career at cal state sacramento yeah. with coach Jesse Evans, who recruited me, him and Luke recruited me. I love right. Jesse. I love Jesse. Uh, he was one of my favorite people to talk to, you know, coach back in the day in the nineties, yeah. you know, you you couldn't wait to get home and get that phone call. So, oh, yeah. and I talked to a lot of coaches from, you know, that that ended up being head coaches down right. the road from Kelvin Sampson to Mark Turgeon to Reggie yeah. Colletti. I mean, all these names are just, you know, emblazoned, mm-hmm. but, but Jesse is one of the guys that I, I really enjoy talking to. Talk to mm-hmm. me about that first year uh, and how you got your start. Well, with coach. You Evans. Know,
6: actually, I coached with Jesse at USF. Um, oh. I was with Jerome Jenkins at Sacramento State. Oh, forgive me. Yeah, but that's but Jesse was, you're right, man. Yeah. Jesse, you know, I, I learned from every coach, and Jesse was a great recruiter. Obviously, he did a lot of great things for Lute Olsen. And Luke I Lute and I became really good friends. Um and he became a mentor of mine due to the fact that um uh, he was recruiting Jared Bayless and he was on my AAU team. Right. So yeah. so um and obviously they got him and Jared had a great year at, at Arizona. Um you know, he he he, he went on an eleven year in the NBA. So but he was the eighth
5: pick. Was he the eighth pick of the draft? Uh I think he
6: was eleventh. No, oh, I okay.
5: think he, him lottery. and West,
6: Westbrook got up in there, yeah, I think was the okay. difference. I'm not, I could be wrong. Okay. Um but uh, he, he's back here. I was with his brother last night at the oh, Golden nice. State Warriors game. And then I coached his brother, too, um, with with the Suns. So I had a great time last night. Nice. But but how I got the job, you know, I was – obviously, I coached a year with the Compton Magic, you know, and me and A-Tope are very great, great friends. And um, I, uh, really, I coached more – I coached years, one year with the Compton Magic, but I coached four years as the Arizona Magic. hmm And um, so – You know, Ato made a call to and so did Jeff Tyler, who was part of the part of the uh, Compton Magic program Mm -hmm. to Jerome Jenkins. And but Jerome said, hey, man, when Lute Olsen calls, man, I got to I got to I got to go ahead and hire his guy. So that's how I got hired. I did a 20,000 took a $20,000 pay cut. Mm remarried two days I had full custody of my children and remarried two days before I left and slept on the floor in the locker room. People don't, a lot of people only see all you was at UCLA and associate head coach at Vanderbilt, but they didn't see that the beginnings, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, And to be a Sac State man with one of the worst high school gyms in the, in the country, you know, and you had to recruit to it. So.
5: What's the toughest part about that level uh, of division one? You know, I was spoiled at UCLA and almost oblivious until I got older about mid major life, low, low major life, high major life. What was the biggest challenge for you as an assistant coach on that level?
6: Well, resources, you know what I mean? And you know, it's, the The playing field for college athletics isn't isn't equal. You know what I mean. The yeah. UCLA is you get a lot more stuff. You got a lot yeah. more resources. Obviously, we know that. So, yeah. so but uh, just an example. My first year, I'm the recruiting coordinator. I get these books, man. It was MapQuest back then. We didn't have GQ, <laughs> <right>?
7: MapQuest, baby.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm printing all these out, right? and yeah. Put them in the books, and it's April getting ready to come, and we're getting ready to go recruiting. So I take them in there to Jerome. And I, I said, look, Coach, this is what I got. And he said, hey, Grace, this is really nice, but we ain't got no money to go recruiting. So we ain't gone. Plus, we're not going to get any kids in April anyway. We mm. got to wait for the other schools to pick and we get the leftovers. The scraps. Yeah, the scraps. Yeah. So I was heartbroken, man. I worked long hours on those books, man. So yeah, I yeah. told him, I said, hey, don't worry about it. There's a, there's a tournament in Vegas. I'm going to drive. Mm -hmm. So I drove down there myself and went, went to the, went to the games. And we got Vinnie McGee, uh, McClyman's High School freshman player of the year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was really excited to get him and uh, uh, play for the Oakland soldiers and uh, tough, tough Vinnie McGee. Check check this out. So we bring him on official visit. We don't even show him the gym. (laughs) so at the the end at the end of the visit he said hey coach where's the gym at I said don't worry about it It, it's got 10 foot goals like everything else we'll get you on the next one you know what I mean because I think he might not have came that might have been a deal breaker yeah man so but he came without even seeing the gym man and then you went to USF and worked with Jesse yeah Uh, did you live in the city yeah I lived in South San Francisco, barely made
5: it, man yeah I was okay. counting Pennie's, bro yeah, I know I know that was hitting you hard out there was yeah. <laughs> that and after San Francisco, you got with oregon state yeah i was that was always interesting to me because that's sort of when you started to get i I would say your notoriety well, mm-hmm. I started hearing your name more, mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know if it was the pac ten or if it was you know some of the guys you were bringing in, probably a combination of both. But I was always curious about how that behind the scenes and I, whatever you could talk about working with the um, first lady's brother. Yeah. You know, was it special, like security uh, stuff, detail you guys had to yeah, go through. talk a little was, bit about
6: that behind the scenes? Yeah, man. it was really special, man. We had okay. uh, um, Craig Robinson, my boss. Craig, yes. A great dude, man. Really a great dude. Uh, he had security and he got briefings like every day. You know, uh, from the Secret Service that was in Oregon Mm -hmm. uh, to see because I remember one time we were walking through a volleyball camp on campus, and we're all three of us are walking together and we're going to go see a, a, um, we're recruiting a kid and his sister is playing volleyball. So we're going to go watch the volleyball game because the dad and the mom are there watching. Mm -hmm. So as we're walking, you know, this was the, the excitement of Obama and the height of it, and um, yeah. somebody just grabs Craig's arm. It was a lady that grabbed his arm to get his attention. Mm. And man, I had a military flashback. I almost hit the ground. I thought we was getting. Ready to get, <laughs> I thought we was getting ready to get kidnapped. <laughs> oh, it got crazy real quick. Yeah, it huh? got crazy because he got startled. You know okay. what I mean? And yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I'm like, whoa! This is the power of where we're at right now. And then to go to the White House every year, yeah. you know, we always would play George Washington or Howard, oh. you know, Barack would come, we play Towson and Barack would come. So they would sweep the thing. But the, the, this is what impressed me most about Barack. We're in a warehouse and we're doing a food, we're at a food bank. Like, you know, we're, we're putting uh, food in in boxes, like a conveyor, like a conveyor belt. Yeah, and Michelle, she's like two people down. So, here comes Barack in, and there's like 40 people in the warehouse. That's it. Mm-hmm. And some of his family, some of his the workers in the our our basketball team and mm-hmm. and any support staff. So, he goes and starts saying hello to everybody. And there's like 40 and he gets to me and I'm like third to last before Craig. And Craig and he walks up to me and never met him before and he says, "Hey David, how you doing?" take good care of Craig for me. And I'm like, how does this dude know my name? name. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. How does he do that? I know, right. The most powerful man in the world. And he, he came up, gave me some dap and just like we were boys, you know what I mean? And that made the biggest impression to this day about Barack Obama. You know what I mean? And, uh, he would mess with Craig during the games. You know, Craig would. We we couldn't shoot free throws our first year, right? Yeah. So Craig would turn around every time we would go shoot a free throw. <laughs>
5: he wouldn't look at
6: it. Yeah, he wouldn't even look at. He wouldn't even look at it. And and I remember Barack it like four, four rows up. And we were in, uh, I, forget what, I forget what arena we were in, but he would yell out, Craig, turn around and watch the kid shoot the free throw. You know what I mean? So you're like, damn, that's the president talking, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. During the game. So it was a whole lot of stories, you know. That's really cool. Yeah, man. Working out in the morning with Michelle Obama and Craig's wife we're the only ones in the weight room. Wow. You know what I mean? And I should have <laughs> took pictures. I didn't take pictures, man. No, nah, like,
5: nah, you're just in the moment, Coach. That's not yeah. your style. That's probably not your style either, Coach. Yeah, just, man. You just live You live through moments, Coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just live through it. Like, yeah, I'm the man. same way. I'm kind of the same way,
6: too, Coach. Yeah. I mean, just to sit there and talk there. we're talking about normal stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? What was on TV? Because we were watching the TV monitors on the elliptical, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was on the treadmill, I think. So... <laughs> So we're just <laughs> talking everyday stuff, and she's
5: that's the first lady, man. Yeah. So
6: it was it was amazing.
5: Last thing on Oregon State, uh, Roberto Nelson, your first yeah. major recruit, uh, led yeah. the conference in scoring. Enjoyed a, a long professional career. He's balling, I believe, in Italy now. Talk to me a little bit about Roberto's game and what he he meant to to that team and, th- and that program at that time. Well, you know, UCLA was all over him at the time. I remember. Um, his- yeah. His
6: dad was very, you know, he grew up, his dad, they grew up in Santa Barbara. So, um, Roberto was an incredible kid, man. And me and him are, he's like a son to me. Um, he calls me almost every other day or to this day, you know, um, he's, he's up in Portland now, incredible kid. Um, very bright, very, very bright. Um, mom is tremendous. Uh, the dad is doing great now. He, he did a little time and, um, Came out. I think oh, awesome. you know his dad was kind of pushing him to UCLA at the time, but mm-hmm. um, that's before that's you know when we hit with the Barack Obama thing. And Craig's a great salesman as well, yeah. and we and we and we got him. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. along with Joe Burton, out a Hemet, and Roberto could flat out score that basketball man. Yes, sir. And he yes, could sir. Score it, and has the confidence a, a, a scratch golfer. You know, really? I mean? Yeah. He did <laughs> hit a golf ball. He, he keeps telling me we haven't played yet. So he keeps telling me he's going to come and teach me how to play. So uh oh, but but you know what he did? He, he did. They were they grew up kind of poor in Santa Barbara, not kind. They were poor. OK, this is the type of kid he is. I always call him like an intellectual gangster. Mm-hmm. You know, he would go to all the top golf courses in Santa Barbara. And within minutes, he'd be on the golf course. He didn't talk his way on there to all these rich dudes coming in there. And he he, he finds somebody that, oh, come on, come with us. Competitor. Next, next Com- thing you know, he's playing on some of the top golf courses in the country. Wow. You know I mean, that's the type of kid he is. Okay. Just um, amazing. Just amazing kid. Uh, but, you know, he played for Compton Magic as well. And, yeah. and um, he uh, had a great career. He had a really good career there um, at Oregon State. That's where I met your dad.
5: Yeah. I remember. I I remember.
6: Yeah. I was always a big fan of him from a distance. You know, I liked the bucks, you know, I I, I like how he played. And then for him, he was a commentator in the PAC 10 back then. And uh, he would come up to Oregon state and he would always come over and talk to me. And I thought the world of that,
5: man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. No, he's definitely a dope dude. How many years you spent at Oregon state? Was it five? Five. Five. the UCLA opportunity come about? Crazy story, man. Let's
6: crazy, hear it, Coach. Crazy story. You know, um, the year before Steve Offord gets the, the UCLA job, Craig Neal was on his staff, um, and he called me when I was up at Oregon State, and he said, hey, Grace, I think I'm going to get Colorado State, you want to come be my associate head coach? Mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, I was, you know, you don't really want to stay more than five or six years on the staff. You know, you, you can, but it gets stagnated and things change and all that. So, yeah, yeah. so I was kind of looking like, you know, I might need a change, you know, um, I still love Craig and all of that. So I said, if you get it, I'll go, you know, and then, so it didn't happen. And I was recruiting Craig Neal's son, who was good. He's a good player. Yeah, mm-hmm. He ended up going to New Mexico. Mexico, yeah. 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 So anyway, so. I would go recruiting in the summer and sit with Craig because he was a coach too. So I was recruiting his son mm-hmm. knowing that really he wasn't going to let him go play in the Princeton offense with Craig Robinson, but I was networking, you know? Yeah. So, so, but Steve would go sit on the other side, and never say a word to me. And I'm like, you know, that's big time Steve offered and I'm not going to go and say, Steve, how you doing? You know what I mean? Oh, so, really? Because yeah. he never said a word to me. So, okay. So so fast forward, he gets the job at UCLA. I'm flying into um, Atlanta for the Final Four. And uh, Dan Marley had just got the Grand Canyon job. He was interested in hiring me. He wanted to interview me at the Final Four. And Andy Enfield played. He from Pennsylvania. He played at John Hopkins. Okay. And my old high school coach was assistant coach at John Hopkins when he was there. Wow. So, so Andy was going to interview me at the Final Four, too. Mm -hmm. So I didn't wasn't thinking about UCLA. So I landed, I land and man, I got like 25, you know, calls and texts on my phone. UCLA is interested in you. UCLA called about you. Steve, Steve was going to hire you and stuff like that. And I'm like, is this jokes? You know, uh, 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 this is, you know, a dude from Aberdeen, Maryland, man. (laughs) There was a military dude's going to get the, get the interview at UCLA. Come on, man. So, so I, I get two or three phone calls, uh, Toke called me, um, a couple other people call me that, that, that Steve reached out to. And then an hour later, it was eight o'clock. And, and Steve calls me and say, Hey, I understand you're in my same hotel. What's the odds of that? Can you, uh, can you come up to the suite and I want to interview you in an hour? So I said, oh, yes. In an hour. Wait. So did you have to get
5: ready for that? Or,
6: Coach, were you already ready? I had my suit already because I was going to interview already the okay. next day with, Word. with, Word. with, uh, with um, Grand Canyon. Right. So mm-hmm. and I knew I was going to interview at USC. Mm-hmm. So about five minutes later, I get a text from Neil because Neil and, and, and Alfred are best friends. So Neil texts me, are you going to interview at UCLA? Yeah, I'm going to interview at UCLA. He says, if you it," then he calls me, right? He says, if you interview at UCLA, you can't interview at New Mexico. So I said, all right. All right, Noodles. You know, noodles. noodles. you want to play that game? I'm still interviewing at UCLA. <laughs> the four, four letters are powerful, man. I'm not coming to New Mexico. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, um, well, I could pay you a lot more, which was true you know UCLA didn't pay, man. No. Nah. So that what that part was true. He said I could pay you a lot more. We can do a lot more stuff. You mm. know what I mean? And mm. I said, man, I'm interviewing at UCLA. It ain't about the money, man. It's about having the opportunity to 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 coach. It. And you know how special that place is, man. Yeah. So um, I go up. Uh, I'm interviewing, and this is this is what I tell a lot, of, a lot of kids. Halfway through the interview, his daughter walks in. And because it, it's in a suite and they were staying in the same place. So I stand up and I go shake her hand and I said, hello, she's a sophomore in high school at the time. Then she leaves. I go back down. We finished the interview. And then Steve said, Hey, you got anything else? So, I mean, you got, you got anything you want to say? So I said, yeah, man. Um, when are we, when are, you know, when are you going to make your decision? And he said, you got anything left? And I uh, said, you got anything else going on? I said, yeah, I got Grand Canyon. He said, what's that D2? You know, (laughs) he's going out (laughs) jokes. I'm in UCLA, man. He had his polo on. You know, he he, is the blue and gold. The blue and gold, baby. Yeah, yeah. He's like, is that D2? And he went one of them numbers, right? (laughs) And I said, no, it's D1. And then he said, what do you got else? And I said, I got New Mexico. he started laughing. They're like, yeah, who cares about that? He just came from there. Right. Yeah. And then I said, he said, you got anything else? I said, you y- USC. He, go, he got, he got serious. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's the rival mm-hmm. school across town. Mm-hmm. He said, you got USC. I said, yeah, I got USC coming up on an interview, probably having Sunday or Monday, you know, and then he got real serious. He said, okay. He said, uh, if you don't hear from me tomorrow at 12 before you're at Grand Canyon, just go to that. He said, but I'm going to, I'll make the, I'm going to make a call to Tomorrow, I'm gonna make it higher tomorrow. So it gets to be the next day. It gets to be like eleven forty, you know. And I'm walking over to the to the interview with Marley, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, I must didn't get it, you know what I mean. Right, so I got to really concentrate on this Grand Canyon deal, you know what I mean. Or but I still was at Oregon State, so I was still fine, you know. Yeah. yeah. So so I go, and he calls me right before, and he said, Hey man, I'm sorry. Uh, Bryce, his son, had a three-point shooting contest. He was a senior at the time. Okay. At the Final Four, he said, I was late with that, and I had a couple other things. He said, give me Craig Robinson's number. So I gave him Craig Robinson's number, um, and then he said, go on to that uh, – what's that, Grand Canyon? Go on to that interview. About. You know what I mean? <laughs>
5: what the heck?
6: <laughs> so I go to the interview with Grand Canyon. I walk out, and we're in the main lobby, so I got a suit on. So Buzz Williams comes over and says – Gracie, where you interview at? <laughs> and I'm like, man, I ain't interviewed nowhere, man. Be quiet. You know what I mean? This is a sick story. Said, yeah, then he said, oh, you interviewed. I know you interviewed. I just know you did. Yeah. So then Craig Robinson walks around, and I didn't tell Craig. I didn't tell because I didn't, you know, I yeah. didn't know I'm getting these jobs, right? Right, right, right. Craig sees me in a suit. Oh, man. And he says, David, you got something going on? And I said, yeah. And I told him all this, all the options. Right. Right. And I said, you could get a phone call from, you know, and then Steve, Steve offered and he said, Oh, okay, cool. And then, you know, he was in the lobby and they were swarming him because everybody's trying to get to Barack. Yeah. You know, so at that point I just said, the heck with it, I'm staying in the lobby. Cause I, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know yep. if Craig was going to take the call or not. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And all kinds of stuffs running through my head. You I, know? Can I can yeah, imagine. Yeah, man. So I just stayed and um and then Damon Archibald and, and his brother um Bo came up to me and said, Hey man, I heard you interviewed at UCLA. See, I didn't tell nobody. Okay. You know, and I don't know how that got out. Hmm. Maybe the people that Steve called. Maybe. So I said, "No, nah, man, I you know, I'm trying to keep things quiet cause you know how that stuff is, man. People yeah. hate and absolutely. so, so I stayed there for about an hour, but I never let Craig out of my sight. You know what I mean <laughs> and, then, and then Craig walks around after an hour and he and he shows me his phone. he says, "Is this Steve's number?" I said, what? "Yeah, it is. Wow. So he did call wow, right so so then, um, He said, I'll give him a call about five minutes. So I waited for that. He was on the phone. Then I went back to my room man. I was exhausted, man. And um, took my suit off. And I'm like, it's either I'm gonna get it or I'm not. You know what I mean? And then about two hours later, Steve calls and says, hey, you want to go to dinner? Mm -hmm. So we go to dinner. He's sitting right across from me, not saying one word to me, uh, um, Eddie Schilling, who's on our staff, he was, yep. he was eating dinner. His agent, um, was there and, and his whole family. And then me mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm eating, like not talking to anybody cause I don't know anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why you bring me here, man? You know what I mean? Tell me I finished second or third, you know? And then he, then all of a sudden, you know, he's laughing and joking. then all of a sudden he said, you know what? In my 23 years, I've never hired anybody. I didn't know. And I said, "Yeah, you said that three or four times in the interview." I said, "I really appreciate the opportunity to even interview, you yeah. know." But you said that three. I said, uh, "Jerome Jenkins didn't know me either, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 neither did um, Craig Robinson." He mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, Craig Craig gave me a, a, a one of the best recommendations." He, he said nothing but great things about you. That's and tough. I didn't know if he would. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the world of that to this day for Craig, because he didn't have to do that. Yeah. And he says, he says, I'm going to hire you. He said, but before, really, why I'm going to hire you? You see that young lady down at the end of the table? She said, I better hire you or things are going to be bad at the. At the uh, His daughter? For you When you shook her hand? When I shook her hand. Oh, wow. And she said, no one has ever done that because she's in a household of boys. She has two brothers. Her dad is a legend. You know what I mean? And it was all basketball. So sure. she she was so impressed that some, one of Steve's people would say hi to her and, and make it make it a point. She said that's he said, that's the real reason why I'm gonna hire you. So that's how I got hired at UCLA.
5: Character oh. coach, that was an amazing story. Ain't that crazy? No, that's an amazing yeah. yo, that, that scene in the lobby. Hold on. Buzz Williams. And then, you know, uh, Craig Roberts, they see you in the suit. I know you were sweating bullets. I was sweating. Coach, you had to be sweating bullets. Yeah, I was
6: trying to get out of there quick, man.
5: <laughs> but that's the that's how live it is. Thank you for sharing that and giving the audience just, you know, some insight into how this stuff actually really goes down fox
4: sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to
0: listen live there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing
7: Visit paramountplus.com/the-shot to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
5: about ucla um your tenure you're there five years i believe how many three sweet 16s yeah you know you guys did a magnificent job do you view your time there as a success or do you wish you could have done a little bit more
6: well I, i always think it's a success it's the greatest place i've ever worked um i had five great years it was a lot of stress obviously you know I was a recruiting coordinator. And if we missed on a kid, it was my fault. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. And I wouldn't want it any different, um, but a lot of stress, a lot of long hours, um, no holidays. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was 24. So I was going up against them cats across, you know, the way USC, yeah. Kevin Hart and, and, and Bland, you know what I mean? And Jay Hart, Jay Hart yeah. Tony
5: Bland. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had, <laughs> and they were
6: LA cats. You know what I mean? Hey, that was
7: tough. That was a yeah. tough era. That
6: was yeah. a tough era. Yeah. And they, me and all great friends. Of course. And you know, I love, I love Jason. I love Tony. But the pe- they were,
7: competition. Yeah. Competition. It
6: was competition, man. So it was like, man, where, where they at? You know what yeah. I mean? Where yeah. I can combat them, you know? Yeah. Right. And, um, right. So it was a great, great five years. You know, we, we, our best team, obviously, was the Lonzo Ball team. Um, and which I thought we had enough to win the national title was ranked second in the country. You know, we're the only team to go to Kentucky and beat beat them at Kentucky and then go to Arizona in the same year and and beat beat uh, Arizona, which had great teams too. You know? So, um, yeah, that that team, you know, we we didn't get we we, we got a, a tough draw, in my opinion. We we go up to Sacramento, win two hard games. Yeah. Now we got to go play Kentucky basically at home in Memphis. Yeah, you know what was, I mean? Yeah, that was a joke.
5: The committee always does UCLA like that historically. Yeah. Just so you know, one year, coach, we won the pack 12. We won the pack 10 outright and they shipped um, us off to Indianapolis and we got a five seat. Yeah, we won the pack. We have won 16 games in conference, coach right and they gave it they, we're out we did princeton yeah. princeton backdoors us for game yeah guy. So I remember <laughs> that yeah but yeah but so notoriously they 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 did that but yeah I mean god that 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 brand of, of basketball and then the on the offensive side was really excited because we had just came the bruin uh contingent nation if you will had mm-hmm. came uh out of the uh the Howland era. Right. Where it was a little bit of a contrast yeah. as far right. as you know, micromanaging and possession by possession. Let's grind right. out some W's. And right. then during you guys' tenure, the excitement mm-hmm. was definitely back in the building. And the and I like the players howling broad, but you guys are bringing in some real dogs. I mean, one of my favorites was T.J. Leaf. I always yeah. liked his game. I liked the the yeah. other the big kid uh, Ike. I thought yeah. he I man, I was if, if there was a point where I was gonna take him over, bam. I mean, obviously that yeah. didn't turn out the same way, right? But I remember when both it was both yeah. I was looking, I was yeah. looking like, wait a minute, EK could play, man. He's always That's right because remember he was only like 17 and a half. Or, That's right. Remember all that? And a half, I was man. I, I was like, man, what's going on with this dude? Yeah,
6: he should have stayed another year. Yeah. Um, you know, now he's got injuries on both knees. So yeah. great kid, great family. Um, uh, I think Thomas Welsh thing. You know, Thomas was going four years. Thomas was more skilled offensively, and we were going to start sure. Thomas. Yeah. You know, so EK was going to come back. You know, when, he, when you're dealing with the NBA, as you know, you, yeah. you got to hit it when you're hot. And he was yeah. hot at the yeah. time. Uh, big time shot blocker. Probably the best shot blocker we had. Yeah. In our five years, you know, and UCLA don't have a lot of those. Do you know no, what I mean? Over no. the years, you know true, what I mean? True. A, a rim protector like that. And Thomas wasn't, he wasn't, you know, I mean, well, I can't say that because Thomas is the all time leading shot block. Well, well, Thomas, he gave that wall look, to two high
5: yeah. on you. I mean, he yeah. was smart and he'd get them and he just, yeah. he like, oh, give me that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Let's go the other way. I was like, dang. Okay. <laughs> Thomas came a long ways, man. Yeah, he did. He
6: impressed me. <laughs> He, yeah, the thing with time after every practice, he goes shake every coach's hand and say thank you. Really? Yeah.
5: Just one of those kids. Cut just from one of those claw. kids. Cut from that claw.
6: Yeah. In fact, one time Steve said, watch this, and Steve started running to the locker room, right? He, he, he ran, ran it down. He ran <laughs> it down before he got out of there.
5: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. And then Lonzo uh, Ball, just mm-hmm. talk talk about – you were, were you? You were pretty heavily involved in that situation, right? Yeah, I recruited him at Oregon State, so I was mainly yeah. main recruiter. Yeah. How 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 was it recruiting Lonzo Ball?
6: Real easy, yeah. you know. I knew I knew we all, you know. I knew Levar before Levar, you yeah. know, really, because before the before the notoriety, because yeah. when we were at Oregon State, um, you know, no, didn't nobody really know Levar. They didn't know him until we played at the Wooden Classic and we won that tournament. And then Jeff Goodman was it with ESPN and put the mic in in LeVar's face. And yeah. LeVar said, hey, we're going to win the national title.
2: <laughs> I remember that.
6: <laughs> that started it all. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. uh, But that, that family I'm very close with, and they, they treat me like one of their own. And they're incredible people. You know, I, I tell people all the time, the year before Alonzo gets there, we struggled. We were yeah. 16, 17. Aaron Holiday, who I loved, the death. He came out of a um, high school environment where he was the only cat. So he had right. to score. You yeah. know, he would win games by himself. He almost beats Sarah Canyon by himself. Oh yeah. You know, he was a monster. Know. He was yeah, a he monster. Come right. On.
5: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
6: You know, but yeah. but with that, when Aaron got that, he always had that chip on the shoulder. I'm the last holiday that's got to get to the league. Yeah. So he had that chip on his shoulder and you know, when you're that age, you think you got to score it every time. So, Sure. That's, that that year we had Aaron and Aaron was more more scoring minded point guard. Mm-hmm. Lonzo comes in, they still they're like great friends, and and then we play them both. Yeah, Lonzo dominated. Lonzo yeah. dominated this, the point guard spot. Changed the whole locker room with the pass. Yeah,
5: he Absolutely.
6: did it with the pass. The, we to had to tell him to score. The ball. And the whole locker it, room changes. Yeah. TJ helped. Ek helped because they yeah. came. Yeah. You know. But but Lonzo changed the whole culture in the whole locker room just by the pass. Yes, sir. Even had Aaron pass.
5: Yeah, it was a beautiful brand. I mean, yeah, it was just beautiful to watch.
6: Yeah, most so, assisted team I think in the country. Yeah, y'all,
5: y'all was off the hook, coach. I mean, it yeah. was it was like, man, I just knew we was about to win the title. Uh, yeah, but it is what it is. Like just like my junior year, I thought we was going to win a title. We made it to Elite eight, but then we ran into Bobby Jackson. Sam Jacobson, yeah. and, you know, John Thomas, and Courtney James in Minnesota. Yeah. Coach Clem Haskins. And they, Coach Clem. Yeah, Coach Clem. They smacked <laughs> us. But, uh, but no, we, you guys represented, and that's all we, we could have ever asked. Let me ask you this about the exit out of UCLA. How do you feel about the way you left?
6: You know, I'm not. I, 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 don't, I never wanted to leave. You know what I mean? It's a, it was that special a place. So, when you leave there, I went to Cal. Uh, Cal. Paid me way more. They showed great interest when I left. Uh, I stayed in the in the retirement system, you know, because mm-hmm. Cal and mm-hmm. UCLA. Yes, same. sir. Yes, sir. But it just wasn't the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's once you get to UCLA, it, it, it kind of the rest you go downhill a little bit. Not saying anything about Cal. It's just different. Yeah, I, We didn't have the men's gym in the summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't have guys like yourself, the alumni base. Wasn't like that at Cal. Yeah. You know, it's kind of splinter. You got, you know, Jason Kidd and Kevin Johnson. But other than that, you know, it's not like the family that UCLA is. You know, you guys are on threads, you know, Tyus and you yeah. And, yeah. And, and Martin and, yeah. and you know, all, all you guys, man. I talk about you guys a lot, you know, to the kids and how your alumni – uh, is, is, is definitely a family. Yeah. l a and, yeah. and, you know, um, Earl watching me and Earl are very close, um, yeah. you know, so it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I thought I was going to be there 10, 15 years. You yeah. know what I mean? I wasn't going to be in no um, lobby trying to trying to get, a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, well, it, we didn't, we, no, no, no one could understand what happened. Well, Robert. you know, I could, I'll tell what happened. It's okay. just, Steve, we, we, we went to the uh, first four, remember, remember that year and we got beat by St. Bonaventure. Bonaventure. Yeah. Yeah. And so things weren't going for well for Steve, you know, we had to yeah. stop the banners flying over. Oh yeah. Yeah. And me, me and Dan Guerrero were great friends. Dan yeah. is like a mentor. We stay in touch to this day, Yeah, you know? So Steve comes in and in, 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 he was going to say we had a staff meeting, but it really wasn't a staff meeting. He He, he came in to say, Hey, David, you, you need to go find another job, right? So um, we're on one-year contracts. So um, I was in shock. And then he said, pray about it. You know, then I was really in shock. You know what I mean? He hit
5: you with the pray about yeah, it. Yeah, so we
6: prayed about it. So, um, but, you know, I, I'm so thankful for Steve. Yeah. I'm so, so thankful that he hired me. He didn't have to. And yeah. he gave me the opportunity. So, and I'm, I'm to the mature at Peace State right now in my life where yeah. I don't blame Steve. Yeah. You know, Steve, that was an avenue for, for my path to go up to Cal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so I even, you know, I hit Steve up and tell him, you know, wish him a happy birthday here and there. Cause it's, it's Steve's, it's just part of life. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. and um, uh, so Steve, um, he had a meeting and Dan Guerrero basically told him he's going to get fired if he can go to final four next year. So that's, mm-hmm. and then after that, he said, you know, Steve said, I'm sure he said, well, I'm just going to go get one of my best friends to come in. We'll play golf and, you know, cause we're not winning. We're not going to final four with that team yeah. that he had. And, and then, and then I went over and talked to Dan the next day. Cause he said, Dan said that he wanted, you know, Steve yeah. said, Dan wanted to change, which
5: and it wasn't, I, I
6: knew that wasn't the case. So, the case. um, Cause me and Dan, so I go to Dan the next day and Dan said, no, 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 that's not the case. He said, David, more than likely he's going to get let go next year. It's probably better that you move yeah. and uh, and then you won't be a part of it. That. And that's what happened halfway through the season. He left. And that's, that's exactly what happened. Um, okay. And it allowed me to get over to Cal and, 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 build, keep building uh, and trying to help White King out, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Very thankful White King offered me the job. And I didn't know White King was going to get let go after two years. So, yeah. um, and we had, we had players getting ready to come in there, you know, okay. Dan and Terry and all them might've came to our place.
5: Yeah. I feel like the way you approach this and the way you look at, you know, maybe setbacks or things that don't mm-hmm. go your way is the approach is why you're such a great mentor is why people, these young people <laughs> need to listen to folks like you because that is a big thing. It's how you deal with getting knocked down, or it's how mm. you, uh, you dust yourself off and get back up. You know, right. you could be pissed off at Steve, yeah. you could be pissed off surly, and you can right. get into a whole depressive thing. But you're yeah. like, you know what, man? I'm not even thank you for the opportunity, sir. That's right. Man, that, that, that hits me right here, uh, yeah. home, uh, coach. I, I appreciate you being that way. Let right. me ask you this about your next stop at Vanderbilt. You mm-hmm. recruited Scotty Pippen Jr., Kenyon mm-hmm. Martin Jr., Mm-hmm. Very heavily two former NBA kids, sons. Yeah. Uh, great players, high quality uh, kids mm-hmm. as well. Is there uh, something different or something in a twinkle in the eye, if you will, of an NBA player son when you recruited him versus a non NBA player son that may be talented as well?
6: Yeah, I I I'm a firm believer in the pedigree. You know, you know, it's just like with you. You know, your your dad was a great NBA player. You had a great career. Um, it, it is different. Like it's, it's different. It's just just the way it is. You know, you know, Scottie Pippen was a three star recruit out of high school. I know. Isn't that amazing? But,
5: but coach, you could see the way he played the game because I went. Yes. I did. I did a bunch of their games and I went to games. You could see that he was like his IQ was just off the rocker.
6: Yeah,
5: it was. Yeah. No, you could. You can't speed him up. No. no you certain. know what I
6: mean? He's, he's going at his pace.
5: Yeah. Poise and just <laughs> yeah. doing what he wore on you. Yeah. I used to be like,
6: dang. Yep, <laughs> And he's going to get to where he wants to get to, man. Yeah. And just a great kid to, to to coach. Yeah. You know, he had committed to Vanderbilt before I got there. OK. He and hadn't, he hadn't signed. Oh, okay. So, so that was the first thing I said. I told uh, Jerry Stackhouse, "When I mean, we got to go to L.A., man, you got to get him signed because we if we don't have him, we're going to be really in bad shape." You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And then I said, "While you're there, we're going to get KJ." You know, because yeah. KJ hadn't committed yet. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I said, "That's another. That's the other one I want." You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And KJ committed, and then you know he he his father calls me right before summer school and say, "Hey, coach." He's just like me, man. He ain't feeling that, that, that schoolwork. <laughs> Dude, that schoolwork. <laughs> he's work He's He's going to go to IMG and be a postgrad. Yeah. And he probably won't do schoolwork there either. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, so he told me the truth, and that's what happened with KJ. And I, I actually was going to IMG because I was recruiting a kid over there, so I would see KJ a lot, man. Yeah. And we would sit in the gym and just have great talks, man. Yeah. He's just yeah. a great kid.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Coach, one, uh, one more question for you, then I'll let you go. I wanted to, I wanted to find out, now that you have made you – you, know, you led Shadow Mountain to the state title in 06, so now it's been 16 years, and you've been all through the college ranks and you know, kind of an incredible journey with some incredible uh, uh, places that you've coached. What made you decide to go back to the high school level and not uh, stay in college?
6: Well, you know, I interviewed um, this past uh, cycle with South Carolina State, and um, for the head coaching job, and they they actually called me and said they going to bring me in, and then at the last minute, um, they went ahead and hired Eric Martin out of uh, LA, LA dude from West Virginia. How do I, He was at at West Virginia, great dude, and and, and deserves it. Um, uh, he's earned his keep, and. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I interviewed there, I interviewed at Belmont Abbey, a D2 school in, in North Carolina, a very good D2 school. And the AD at the last minute, you're not the last minute, during the process, said, Coach, I don't think you'll stay mm-hmm. with your pedigree. You know what I mean? He says as soon as you get an opportunity to go to D one, yeah. you'll leave, you know, and he was probably right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so um, so then I'm sitting, I'm sitting here in Phoenix, you know, um, happy, excited, you know. and and then they 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 got interested in me at Centennial, man. And I, I did my homework on the AD, I did my homework on the principal, okay. I did my homework on the school. They won seven state football titles, you know. So it's a it's a sports minded school. They yeah. just won a state title in basketball. Okay. And I I just like to coach. I tell people I'd coach five year olds, you know, if I could make a living doing it, and and, and I'd be happy as I get out. You know what I mean? It's something about practice. It's something about seeing a kid take him from this A all the way to Z. You know what I mean? Not just on the court, but off the court. I love that. And do it through a game that I love. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's why I took it. And I'm happy. Everybody, you know, last night um, I met the um, Warriors game, and people say, Grace, you, you 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 getting back into D1? Are you going to go try to go get in the league? And I said, man, I stopped predicting where the heck I'm going because I have not figured it out right. Yeah. I mean, never in my wildest dreams, I thought I'd be at UCLA, you know, after when I was putting gas on airplanes. Not, <laughs> not that not that long ago.
5: Yeah, sir. Well, coach, yeah. you've had an incredible journey. Uh, thank you for your service to this country. Thank okay? you. I, I wanted to thank you for, for that, coach. It's fascinating. You're an honorable man with integrity. And I love the way that you go about your business. Okay. The best. Of, we wish you the best of luck this year at Peoria, Centennial, in Arizona. And I look forward to the next time I get to chop it up with you, Coach Grace.
6: Man, I appreciate it, man. When you
5: said you invited me, man, I was like, wow.
6: No, we on, man.
5: I get to be on KJ Live with my <laughs> man, Chris, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, appreciate, I appreciate you, Coach. Look, ladies and gentlemen, Coach David Grace.
3: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card
1: right this way
0: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at american slash with amex
3: with every cbd product claiming to do something different it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you lazarus naturals pioneered the farm to front door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance
2: and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets.